And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how are you doing on this glorious day? Dude, I'm tired. So tired, man. I am tired. I've had a busy, busy week. I've had uh, one of the more tumultuous weeks of uh, my fledgling career. <laughs> There's just a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, just tired physically, emotionally, but you know what? We have um, somewhat of a fan base, a listener cool. base. And uh, you got to stick to a weekly, you know, you got to make sacrifices. You're not going to be a hundred percent all the time, but I think that this topic is about a hundred percent. It's make yeah. up for the enthusiasm. I think that, you know, thanks for the pep talk there. <laughs> I think everyone's going to be excited. This actually is, is very useful. Um, it's even useful even to me now, because what we're going to be talking about is I have to deal with uh, optimizing these things on a daily basis. Um, and if you're, you know, a large business to even a small business, um, this is going to be important to listen to. So let's just get right into what we're talking about today. And, you know, we came across this article on search engine journal, a great website. Uh, I don't get any money or anything, so I'm just pitching it. Cause I actually, so everyone, everyone knows Paul that we don't get money from anything. What kind um, of SEOs don't do things in content without getting money? I, I guess I, us. really goes against everything we stand for in doing this for free. Um, Actually, that's so. a good point. I feel so philanthropic. philanthropic. <laughs> that's how you say it. <laughs> well, you don't say it so slowly like that. You would say it like a normal person. But yeah, that's, that's how it's said. Um, so yeah. today we're going to be covering the 10 elements that make a killer location page. And we're going to be walking through some of the ones added on this list. Uh, I actually agree with all of these. Um, and you know, this is just a good, uh, a good checklist. You know, if you have a local landing page, you have a local business, whatever you got, you want to appear in those maps, um, uh, make sure that you're, uh, crossing, uh, all the T's and down the I's and following what's on this list. Exactly. So we'll go through this 10. I agree with you. I already browsed through it and I agree with all of them. And I'm sure by the end, um, we may even have a couple of our own, but, uh, you know, we talk a lot about local for obvious reasons. The click through is through the roof for those kinds of searches, you know, the service oriented uh, businesses, you know, there's maps. Um, of course, there's a huge click through and there's a huge, um, uh, re you know, reason or desire to be placed there. So as we know, um, as far as the correlation between being featured um, on maps has a lot to do with the authority of the page it's being linked to, but also it's important that the page that it links to is also killer. <laughs> and that's kind of what the article's saying a little that's bit about. Right. You want to kill it uh, with awesomeness. And so let's go ahead and start um, with, this isn't in any particular order. They're, they're all important. Do you want to bounce around? <laughs> uh, no, no, let's just stick, you know, they organized it for us. So let's, uh, let's just start there at the top. Okay, so you do have, the first one, we'll, alt we'll alternate like we always do. Yeah, we have number 10, and that is the presence of your nap. Or your name, address, and phone number. If you don't know what that is, check back in some of our older podcasts. We've covered exactly what it is. Um, but I'm also going to explain it right now, too. You know, it's just your name, address, and phone number on the page uh, that can be crawled. Um, and you want it to be consistent everywhere. So whatever you have in Google My Business as your name, address, and phone number, 
you want it to match on the landing page in your website for that location. Pretty simple. Yep, yeah. we've seen NAP a lot. Um, typically in the past, we got a little bit more complex with it, talking about how a NAP cohesiveness with like citations and directories. Right now, we're just simply saying that NAP has to be very um, prominent, especially on the location page. Yeah. And now there are some exceptions. Let's say maybe you have some tracking numbers out there. Uh, Google My Business does give you the option to add in tracking numbers just for this exact reason. But, you know, if, if you're not like tracking a, a bunch of calls coming in uh, from like, you know, 20 different locations, uh, you're not sending those calls to like, you know, like a, like a center, like a call center or anything like that. Just keep it simple. And, you know, whatever your business number is, make that the same as on Google My Business as you have on your website landing page for your location. Cool advice. All right. Very good. Take us on to the next one. So, so, so you're at 10. So what am I at nine now, even though I'm not looking at the number nine? Yeah, you're at nine. Okay, cool. So photos. Um, photos, yeah, especially for a location page, I completely agree. Um, right here, we're going to break it down into three uh, topics within photos, uh, interior photos, exterior photos, and how to optimize your image metadata. So you know, let's start with the interior. <laughs> I agree. It is kind of a no-brainer. Um, people oftentimes do want to see, you know, what's going on in the office, <laughs> uh, whether it be building business, uh, anything like that. And I agree some interior photos are pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, um, you know, if it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. I don't know. How do you want to elaborate on uh, what interior photo is? Well, okay. So we'll say this isn't even into the optimizing of the photos yet because we're going to get into that, but you know, just having photos, it's like giving the expectation to whoever is searching you, looking you up, that they're in the right place. If they see a photo, you know, and it doesn't look like a dump, <laughs> and it's like nice, they're probably going to want to go there, right? Uh, so, you know, just, just have like good photos of your location and stuff. And people also, sometimes they tend to get lost. Sometimes maps isn't like super accurate. Maybe you have a suite uh, in, in a building and you know, like it's like complicated for people to figure that out. But just provide that, you know, just provide like good photos to, to give explanations on how to get there. Yeah. Also, you know, like Google's always been doing that, like the 360 tours. I mean, that's been around forever. I don't know. Do you ever advise anyone to do that? It's um, like, I, I don't know I if it's worth dropping the money. I'm, I'm not sure. It depends. Yeah. On GMB, if you, if you have the money to do it, um, I advise doing it. I think like anytime you can utilize the stuff that they give you, like just go ahead and do it. Um, I actually believe that Google rewards businesses that like utilize that the tool to its like fullest potential. Oh, I mean, they do spend a lot of time creating that network of like uh, licensed or qualified or certified 360 like yeah. video production people. But the downside of utilizing all the stuff in GB though is like often they'll, they'll remove it after you put all the work into it. No, so, no. Yeah. So it's like they had like product categories and like all this stuff and sometimes they'll remove it for that type of business or they'll like just get rid of it altogether. So um, that, that is like one of the things, but, but, but I don't think ever, you know, having good photos, that's not really ever going to go away. So. Right. Um, and then, and then I, I definitely agree with the exterior. I mean, uh, just a nice shot of the outside when people are like rolling through and they're getting close by and they see some of your signage and they know like what to expect from the building. That's always helpful. I mean, that's like a user experience thing for sure. Another thing to keep in mind too, is that a lot of times edits and changes and stuff to your site, uh, are manually reviewed by just someone that's part of like Google's um, like local guides. 
And so like having that information and making it, making it easy for them to see that and approve whatever changes or not approve changes, like stuff has like changed all the time to like GMB listings. Um, sometimes it's like, it's out of, it's like Google does it algorithmic algorithmically. It's a big word. Uh, so just making sure like you have clear stuff in there can, can help out with that process too. This is a big word for a, for a big guy, you know? That's right. Um, so one thing I want to mention here is like, you know, these local pages, it's, it's kind of insinuating the fact like you're creating the local page for every single place. You actually have a physical location. Um, I do a lot of geo content strategies where people don't necessarily have a location, like a physical office, virtual office, whatever in that area. Um, but they still service the area or they might still have um, potential clients that would be interested. Um, so for example, like, you know, if you have a client um, or you're a business in Orlando, but you serve like a 20 mile radius and you like making geo pages, which is fine. It's a good content strategy. And then you have pages for winter park, which is right next to Orlando, but no office, but you have a, a landing page instead of like these interior and exterior you know, photos of no office, at least you want to have some sort of images that help someone kind of relate to the area. So imagine like, you know, you, you find like an iconic free to use picture of like the downtown area of the city and put it on, on the page. You want some sort of something aesthetic, at least that associates it with the location. If you plan on doing geo without a physical office. Yeah. And on top of that, if people land on the page, right, you want them to stay on the page for an appropriate amount of time. You don't want them to just bounce right out. So giving them more things to look at can increase the time on page. And those metrics are, are important, even when it comes to like local, you know, so you got to have some organic rankings if you want to be in the map pack there. So, you know, it's just, it's all adding into it. Yeah. So let's yes. talk a little bit about optimizing them. This may be the most interesting part of this entire podcast because Whoa. I'm getting a lot more involved with this lately um, because it used to be all, all the image tax news to talk about that. And it's just like one of those things you just do off your check, your, your check mark, your checklist. But this has much broader implications now. Yeah. Well, go ahead and just go right into it, man. <laughs> sure. Optimizing your image metadata. Okay. So, you know, back in the day or still to this day, you know, alt image text, you know, simply uh, if an image didn't load and then we would have alt, alt text to talk about, describe what the image was, should it not be load, loaded or if someone um, could not see the image for different reasons. So, you know, alt image um, text is like, you know, if it's a picture of a baby holding an apple, um, you'd <laughs> say that and you'd say picture of baby holding an apple. So that's alt text. But now um, there's other things you can do with images um, like title, description, and even this is almost verbatim, GPS coordinates. So what is the significance of that, Paul, besides alt text? Well, the, the debate is still raging on if adding geotagging to images gives you a boost or not in local. But I would say do it because I don't think it's not going to hurt. So all it could do is potentially give it. But whether or not that actually helps your rankings is is widely discussed and argued it, over. It is widely discussed, but you know what's interesting is my team actually has been testing it for quite some time. And we've isolated um, some of the optimization we've done for maps to just up, uh, doing the image metadata. And we've seen slight boosts. And I'll say, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think that there is a little bit of a correlation now, personally. Yeah, I, I would definitely do it. Um, and then just making sure too you have geo-specific alt text in there in general uh, is important. You'd be surprised how many websites just have, you know, whatever the stock image 
like title is and when you download it from or whatever whatever site you get the image from you know uh so you know always just give yourself one more opportunity to, to establish some local identity to that page um everywhere that you can yeah so once you do this like a little bit of uh additional um you know optimization for your images um you're going to put them on your landing page of course and then also um upload it to your google my business listing as well do it both yeah. places and the okay so one last thing about image optimization and this is something that's overlooked a lot by the layman here uh is you want to make sure it's it's optimized for load speed because that's one of the things later in our checklist we're going to talk about um, but you know, if you're uploading a really giant image and it's like not set to, you know, it's not, you don't want it to take forever to like load. Um, you want to just kind of scale that thing down and optimize it for, for that. Yeah. That's just a great rule of thumb for any landing page. Um, for sure. Um, people are, are just dead guilty of just having horrible home pages with like sliders and huge images. I mean, you're, you're there's like almost no scenario where you should have any image, no matter how, uh, cl crystal clear or how freaking crazy it is it should be over uh, a megabyte i mean really trying to keep these to like 250 kilobytes or less yeah so just good rule of thumb across your website in general but you know since we're talking about local landing pages make sure you're doing that on this too so we're moving on moving on down the list we're going to go to number eight and that's having a good business description on your page so when I talk about that, and you know, I'm not gonna super, I'm gonna disagree with this author a little bit here. <laughs> I completely disagree and I will tell you why in a second. I will, because he says, you know, you need super unique content for each page. And while in an ideal world, that's great, but what if you have 500 locations, right? Um, and you know, and they're pretty forgiving when it comes to local content. Um, they obviously, they don't want you to have like word for word every single location page having the exact same content so but you know like just spicing it up a little bit with like you know different um location based info and like the h1s the h2s throughout the text it doesn't have to be like you know i i wouldn't make it like 10 percent unique to like 90 percent. it's the same across the board but it doesn't need to be a hundred percent unique on every single page yeah and so the example being, being given here is is uh, how uh, there was, uh, this looks like what is probably about six, probably like 500, 600 words. And it's, um, it's a geo page and all they did was swap out the cities. And they're saying that, um, this shouldn't work. This is a mistake. Each location should be completely unique. Um, and just like you're saying, I mean, how, how do you do it for 500 pages? So our 500 different cities I've personally, I, I mean, we've talked about this in other podcasts. I've launched websites that literally created a, <laughs> Um, a page automatically for thousands of cities, uh, like 20, 30 thousands, and I'll, like majority will, will rank. Now, don't get me wrong, this isn't going to work for competitive keywords. It's not going to work for like insert city criminal lawyer, it's not going to be insert city real estate agent. But if it's like insert city gutter repair or gutter installation, insert city like uh, Halo fo uh, photo booth, it, it is going to work. And it's not only going to work, it's going to be like the top three. So this still is an issue technically that from Google, which I frankly also don't hope they don't fix anytime soon, but um, complete uniqueness is not um, absolutely necessary. And it's been proven still to this day that it, that swapping yeah, cities is okay. And it's not so much that like we're disagreeing, it's 
that Google is like just go to the SERPs and look. <laughs> like, I mean, it just that's just how it is. It's it's um it's it's not a mistake. It's it's an approach that people do when they have national campaigns and it works. I mean, think about it this way. Almost every single directory, I mean, even like tons of directories are guilty of doing the same thing. They literally have the same like canned content. They switch out cities and directories rank for their, their crap all day, every day, forever. And it's just because it piggybacks off their massive authority. Yeah. That's why it ranks. And what's interesting too is even in this article, he kind of says like, oh, this is a mistake. All they did was swap out the location for each page, right? But he doesn't say like, is it <laughs> like, you know, he's not like, see how they don't rank for, the, for any of these pages, you know? Um, it probably, it probably does. It depends on the industry, but this would work in many, many, many industries. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, sorry. Like people, if, if they service every single city in the United States and they want to do a geo strategy like this, every page is not going to be unique. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I, I would say that maybe this person hasn't worked on something that's of, at the enterprise level. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they haven't launched uh, pages that, that create auto created 50,000 city pages in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, you know, um, I like look at like uh, oil change businesses, right? There's, you know, there, there's large chains of those that have like hundreds and hundreds of locations. And, you know, it's like, Oh, right. Unique services for each one. Well, they all, they change your oil. You know, that's what they do. So there's yeah. unique services that you can, talk about on each of those pages um you know like if you if you have the opportunity to write unique pages and unique service up by all means do it uh it's not gonna it's it's only gonna help you but like you know i think just take that with a grain of salt yeah i think that if you if you're kind of like in a specific area and you and your radius is like 15 or 20 cities yeah you'll be able to write unique stuff if you start getting into the hundreds no what, what are you going to do spend like thousands of dollars writing unique content plus geo pages 10 they're susceptible to fluff more than any other page you can possibly have. So it's just like, Oh, I need a page for, for um, like, I don't know, Houston. And it's just like, cool. Uh, Houston, man, are you in Houston? Are you a Texans fans or a Stroh's fan? It's just like, what are you going to like write about? It's just like a freaking other city. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, the services, it, they don't change. So for city yeah. typically, but so it's just hot, hot tip here. Right. Uh, so, you know, let's say you have this situation and you want some unique stuff on there. One of the things I did, and a lot of places are starting to do, is you add areas served. So it's like, you know, areas within a geographical radius around that location that you serve, and you have good keywords with like city names, or like, you know, if you're in Orlando, I'd say, well, we also serve Winter Park, and we, we serve Altamont or whatever. You know, that's a, an easy thing to put on there, and there's a little more unique content that you have. Yeah, yeah, like, um... You can certainly, I, I think one thing that I'd want to do if I wanted to be more involved in certain geographies, like if I was doing like a huge blanket thing, but there's some territories where I really wanted to like stand out, I'd go in and I'd write like a small degree of uniqueness to maybe make it a little more of a difference. And I don't think it would come from, it would help really from SEO standpoint. I'd want it to help a little bit more from converting from a user experience standpoint. Yeah. All right. So now let's jump on down to what's next on we Oh, helpful CTAs. This would be we love we love CTAs. Number seven or six. <laughs> You're working like the opposite direction and confusing yourself. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah CTAs is if, um, we we've stuff right here and there. Call, call to action. Uh, CTAs are um, very important. Yeah, and he says in this, it's uh, call to action is marketing one hundred and one, and I gotta agree. Like, what what else are you doing? <laughs> Why do you have the site? 
<laughs> if it's just like you just want people to read it and feel good about them, what they read, that's fine, I guess. But like, you know, um, generally you want someone to take some kind of action when they come to your website that Jeez. leads to money for you. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Having a really clear and defined like CTA of like, you know, what what you want them to do is going to help them do it. Uh, yeah. I, I, one thing to keep in mind about GeoPage, I mean, they're they're way more leaning towards conversion than informational. Like the point of the page is essentially to convert people in the area that you're trying to target. Um, you're not really offering like a ton of information. It's going to be pretty straight. It's going to be very straightforward. Um, you know, your informational pages are more like the about FAQ service pages. Geo pages are kind of like summing up some of those things for this respective area, but like trying to convert them. So if yeah. you don't have a CT in these pages, it's like a total waste of time. I, I, th I think a good, um, if you were trying to copy a blueprint, uh, if you look at a Google My Business page and the information they provide. Yeah. Um, for someone to like convert. Because think about how many conversions happen without anyone even going to your website. That They just happen through Google My Business, right? They just through the maps listings or whatever. They can click and directly call you or they can get directions. So like that's a pretty good blueprint of, of what to follow. Actually, no, that's like a really good point. I mean, since it's local oriented and Google My Business is the local product, you know, for businesses, when you go on that, what do you, what do you see? You're seeing some reviews and you're seeing the t their time, you know, when they're open, their schedule. Um, you're seeing like a few other things pictures yeah so imagine just doing that and you're just kind of elaborating on it a little bit that's it so you know maybe some more images a little bit more descriptive about what you offer and then yeah i mean absolutely you should, then if that's the case i mean we're huge on reviews of course so you should always like feature um like some badges with all your reviews and then testimonials and, and maybe a few, a few of those things i don't want to get yeah. too ahead but but like that just reminded me that yeah i completely agree yeah and then think of the categories that are available in Google My Business as opportunities for you to talk about keyword-wise on those pages. Right. Yeah. It's just, a, imagine it's, um, yeah, it's almost like your Google My Business, but it's featured and stylized in the fashion of like more your website with more information. I mean, I don't see how that formula wouldn't be perfect. Yeah. I mean, Google's pretty good at getting people to convert and they've sort of figured out the formula. So you guys will copy it. Yeah. Just copy everything. Yeah. How do you get to the top of the mountain by climbing back? Got it. <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Okay, cool. Number so, uh, five. This one's easy to know the number. It's five because it's in the middle now. We're right. working, it don't matter if you're working up, down, down, up. All right. So um, directions of business. So that makes complete sense um, because, you know, in Google My Business, of course, you have a pin and you have a little bit of map that they can uh, move around with. But this is an, uh, an opportunity to do a little bit more. What were they called? They're called relative and actual directions. Wait, where are the, what were like the terms for that? <laughs> you remember like you're in high uh, school and it's like, there's two ways to give directions. It's like actual, like the actual address. And then there's like the relative where it's like, make a left at, uh, at uh, the ice cream parlor. And yeah, then you're going to see. Um, I would link out to like the directions from like Google, you know, for like Google my business. Like you can do, do it with that. Um, and then I would also like write out like how to get there from like a major road um, in your. Yeah, in your I, I agree. I mean, if you're, especially if you're a business where you have people that are like 
sometimes they do get lost or they're, they're just like, oh, this isn't the easiest place to find. I mean, if you're going to write way more relative um, directions, but it's it's a great opportunity um, to just like throw more keywords in there. Um, I'm sure semantically it, it, it like shows that you're writing about like more ge geo location based stuff and who knows, you know, how far that could possibly go. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is also an opportunity, more unique content, you know? Yeah. You can just write about the directions for like 500 words. Yeah, there you go. Just be like, uh, if you're coming from north, if you're coming oh, from north northwest. I will, I will. You know, we didn't cover this actually in the, the but say from a word count, like no less than 400. Yeah, they're a little bit um, shorter pages. I mean, his, historically, as far as like my experience, like it's really hard to avoid fluff on geo pages. Um, but with like standards, you know, there's a lot of articles and blogs we're writing that are 700, 800 words nowadays. And I know location pages are like very, very difficult to get to that, nor is it even almost necessary. Um, but there definitely has to be a minimum. And I would say at least 400. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a good rule of thumb there. Okay. So let's go to number four. And this is actually, in my opinion, one of the more important ones. And a lot of businesses uh, that have a ton of locations don't do this at all. Because been doing this for a long time. It's hard to scale it, right? Uh, and that's embed your Google My Business map. Always, on that. always. That's right. And a lot of a lot of companies, uh, they use like an API with something that isn't from Google, like Wicca, Wicca Maps or something, Wicca Commons or something. Wicca like Maps. Yeah, I mean, it's like it looks like a Google Map and everything, and it shows like the location and all that stuff. But so when you actually embed this map, um, you're building links one to like the map and like Google my business, which is great because you need as many links as possible to, to that listing. Um, but it just like kind of powers it up and gives it, gives it a little more juice, you know? Ooh, the power up agreed. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these things, it's, um, it's like one of those things where it's not any one thing that makes a big difference, but once you do like all of them, you're definitely, you're know, separating yourself from competition and embedded yeah. map is certainly one of those things. I will say um, the reason that this guy gave for doing it isn't why I would do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. So one thing about embedded map that you do have to be careful of is that it pulls in um, more information besides your location. So <laughs> there are times I see it and I'm like, this, this person did it correctly, but they have really bad reviews. <laughs> so what happens is it pulls it in, but it actually pulls in your reviews a lot of time. I think almost always as yeah. well. Cause it's like, you know, it's API and it's like pulling in all the information. So, while it's a good practice to do for location-based pages without a doubt, if you have crappy reviews, they are going to get pulled in too. Yeah. Um, so that's just more of a, I guess, impetus yeah. for you to get better reviews. It does to use Google's Maps API, but that costs money. Yeah, you're just doing the embed. That's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, is that where you're saying that it's like a custom map solution? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you just go to your location and you go to share, and then it, the share, I think, is where you find the embed. And then that's right, and that's free. And then it's free and you can, you can do dimensions however you want. If you're nifty with the dimensions and you have really bad reviews, you could probably even cover up your own reviews. Yeah. You can do custom dimensions and just, just embed the map only. You don't, you can, if you do it right, you're not going to have the problem. Yeah. But you should have good reviews anyway. Anyway. And yeah. if you ever want to have good reviews, please uh, refer to our podcast. We did it about four or check ago. out our soon to be published article. Oh yeah. We yeah talk we, about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, let's save that for the end. We have a couple of things we want to okay. talk about then. Okay. Good things, very good things. All right, so going down to number three. <laughs> That's confused. Am I on this one? Title and meta description. Yeah, 
No, you, no you skipped schema, dude. Oh, I did? Sorry. Okay. Well, Going down. <laughs> number three. Literally, so there's schema, and I don't even want to talk about it. I'm still exhausted from a week ago. So we, we did a whole podcast. So it was about 40 minutes on schema. Um, but just as a refresher, um, this particular article is saying local business markup. It doesn't have to be that one. It's a lot of different schema has spaces for location and uh, geography and coordinates and a lot of other stuff. So um, this one might be true. It might be some of this, might be some of that. But yeah, schema, if you want to know the ins and outs, we did the podcast a week ago. Otherwise, uh, I, I'm personally not going to go into it a whole bunch. <laughs> I mean, uh, you go to schema.org, find out what your options are. Local business is one. Hello. Hello. Oh no, you dropped. Oh God, who cares?
right, we're back. I'll just okay. edit. Yeah, so local schema. Yeah, we just did a whole podcast about that a week ago. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that again. So you know, just know that you need the local business markup, and if there's specific business types for your business, mark that up too. And you know, like the hours, and there's a bunch of stuff in there. But you know, we already did a whole podcast on it. Um, so you know, it was our last podcast, actually. Yeah, the last podcast was. I think it was at at least a half an hour. So uh, yeah, if you have any uh, trouble going to schema.org or doing Google search and copy and pasting people's examples, um, refer to the podcast. Um, it is intimidating at first glance, but it's really just a frankly copy and pasting, switching out a few uh, few fields. Um, but schema is very important for local. Very, very important. Very. It may yeah. Very. In this in this list that we're going over. Um, if you had to isolate like one thing to do that's most important, it'd be, I don't know if it'd be number one, but it'd probably be the top three. Yeah, something like that. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you can read the rest of them now that you uh, the rest. Let, let your computer crap out and set this back 20 minutes. All right. So uh, it's like uh, any time we've ever recorded at your house <laughs> and the laptop hasn't worked for 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh no, but that's prior to a certain. Once we were on a roll, you know, that's that, true. Momentum yeah. is totally gone. That's just the twenty minutes of me hanging around and saying, "I don't know why this happens every single time," and it's like a totally unique situation that happened about twelve times in a row. But now we're on Zoom and we don't have any problems. Boom. So let's move on. So now we have number seven. <laughs> Your, no. The numbers are so wacky, dude. <laughs> Way backwards. Whatever. Three. No, uh, title and meta description. Now, this is also like just SEO 101. You, right. you want to have like in your title, and I don't mean your H1, talking about your SEO page title. Um, you know, you want to have what the keyword is that you're after and then like the store name or, or like the location, right? So lose Orlando. So, you know, like, I don't know, like it's criminal defense attorney, Orlando, Florida. You know, I always have the state in there as well. I've always found that to be useful. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, especially since, you know, there's like a Wilmington, Delaware and Wilmington, South Carolina. So you want to just make sure uh, that you differentiate. Um, so uh, yeah, for geo pages, title and description is very straightforward. Title is always going to have some sort of city and state. Meta description is going to mention it again. Easy yeah, peasy, cool. 101, simple. You, you always want to have your brand name in there because honestly, like Google changes the page titles whenever they want anyways, you know? <laughs> Tell it doesn't mean it's going to display that. So I always end it with like the pipe and then I end it with the brand name afterwards. Uh, but you know, geo specific keywords, your city and then main keyword, what, what the page is about. Um, keep it pretty simple. And then meta descriptions. Hey, you're not going to rank any better from them, but you might influence some click through rates. Uh, I've seen people actually change them pretty regularly to include offers or deals or whatever. Um, again, this is also a thing that like Google will, will make it what it wants to make it despite you telling it. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, don't leave it blank. You know, that's crazy. Um, like that's pure something. crazy. I mean, what, I mean, what would happen is, um, you know, just pulling like the, the beginning of your text, which may, may be relevant or not. Yeah, I might do that anyways, but, you know, don't, don't leave it blank. Right. Great. Moving along. All right. Uh, I guess I can do it. I'll, I'll give you a break. I know you've just been doing Thanks. a lot of talking. Uh, internal linking is <laughs> number two. Um, li linking. Um, you know, so you can be referring to all sorts of different things. Internal, um, 
I think a lot of this could be internal linking is also external linking. Well, um, no, I, it, 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 in this situation, I think it's almost all internal, but there's definitely external if you're talking about social. That's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so we'll look at it on both sides. So internal linking to your own site. Now, I actually think this is one of the things that you can do to increase your rankings the most is by creating a nice little like silo of pages that all link to each other. Uh, one thing I do too is like uh, if I have other locations in that city area or even in that state, um, I actually link to those from that page. Um, and it just creates like a, a much stronger little geolocation silo. Um, but always do that. And then if you have location specific uh, social profiles, definitely link out to those. Um, it's just one more thing for, for Google to crawl and, and see your nap on. Exactly. Very yeah. Straightforward. Again, yeah, you know, we like to start with the complicated stuff, front load it, and then we're going to wind down with some of the real easy stuff. Well, this last one, uh, it ain't uh, uncomplicated. I'll put it that way. Uh, and that's load speed. So I'm not going to get into too much on how you can actually have better load speeds because like a lot of that you kind of, you might want to work with your dev on, you know, if you have one. Um, if you're a small enough website, uh, you're probably not going to really have too much of an issue with this. But you know, if your if your page loads real slow, uh, that is a ranking factor for sure. Um, uh, along with like not having a mobile friendly website, I don't even know anyone that, that doesn't have a mobile friendly website at this point in time. Um, <laughs> that's like serious about. You'd have to be a real know. jerk. Yeah. So, um, but you know, you, you want to be making sure that you're you have good lo uh, page load speeds, especially compared to your competition. Um, you know, so Google's PageSpeed Insight, that's a good place. Uh, they'll kind of walk you through some of the things that you can do to update that. But going back to what we said earlier about the images, one of the biggest things that uh, slows down page load times is um, too big of an image for, you know, for, for what you have loaded in there. You know, you remember talking about that in the beginning? You're just reinforcing it, right? <laughs> reinforcing it. Yeah. yeah. Lo lo load speed, this is not exclusive to geo pages whatsoever or your local page. This is literally for every single page on your website. Um, it's almost always going to start with uh, images, then probably plugins, um, and then server, Pesky JavaScript things, hosting. We've we've talked about this in the past too, um, but this is something that's just truly important for every page. It's not just this page, but um, yeah, I agree. And then as far as um, some of our own takes, our hot takes, um, you know, mobile optimization. What you're discussing, um, I completely agree. Um, I think that user experience on a geo page is a little bit different. Um, so it's important to get some things like maybe even the flow of the page is um, a little bit more important. Um, you know, having people have the ability to contact you uh, like above the fold, I think is probably a little bit better. like on a geo page. It's more, you treat it, my opinion, much more like a conversion page instead of an informational page, even yeah. though you have like a lot of the great things GMB has, you're still going to have like, you know, your hours and then um, images and reviews, all that kind of stuff. I still, it's, I, I look at it more like a conversion page and um you know there's ways that you approach that differently for both desktop and mobile yeah i mean you're almost kind of thinking of it as like this is the bottom of the funnel right like the people that come to local pages have a much higher purchase intent um than if you're just reaching a random page on a website that, that doesn't have anything local about it so uh you know think of it as like how do i get people to convert from this page to so maybe that's providing some social proof on there. So some good reviews that you have. You definitely want to be collecting your own reviews. Um, we did a podcast about that in the past. But this is a good place to, to show some of those reviews on there. 
Um, and yeah, then third-party yeah. reviews too are, are great to have. So things from like Yelp or Google My Business, if you can display those on there, I, I would definitely do it. Yeah, um, I've always treated like local pages a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of maybe being a little bit oriented with like the interior and exterior uh, pictures of the business, especially if it's somewhere people plan on spending time at, like a restaurant or a bar or like a, a nice like doctor's office, dentist like all that kind of stuff. Like I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, something I might consider like a little bit more for geo pages, especially if they have offices and, um, in actual location. And then if, if you're doing the geo approach, um, just to reiterate, um, where it's more areas that you serve and not so much that you have an office or a satellite office. Um, it's good to include like a, um, like a fair use kind of like image of maybe something that associates, um, the page with the city. So if there's like a, you know, you're, you're building pages for certain areas around it and there's like a city hall or there's like a nice downtown area or there's like some sort of monument or some sort of anything associates with the area. I like to include that there too. So it's like one of those quick like aesthetic ways people are like, you know, I'm relating to the page based off of that landmark. Um, I think that's important. Yeah, I think anytime you can increase uh, the local connectivity, is that a thing? I'll just make it a thing. You know, increase like a, that your page is in your business in that location, uh, take advantage of it and do it. Cool. Um, anything else you can think of to make a totally kick-ass local landing page um, for both, you know, SEO and both for uh, conversion user experience? Just, uh, I think the real key is to just uh, start doing it, you know, start adding these things. Um, don't wait. Don't wait until uh, you're, you know, dropping out of the map pack or you're gone altogether. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I don't think that businesses do this enough. I mean, I think that businesses, <laughs> I mean, there's some businesses that have, you know, four, six, 10 offices, and they don't even have dedicated pages for each of them, even with GMB. So that's a start. And that's like the no brainer. But then also people will, will create, you know, like a list of areas we serve. And, you know, they include, you know, 10, 15, 20 cities, just create pages from and don't don't feel bad if they're not 100% unique. Truly yeah, don't, but, don't. Uh, and, you know, like, just look at the SERPs. Go look at the rankings for things. Yeah. And you'll see where, like, you know, this this guy yeah. isn't completely accurate here with those I mean, thoughts. I mean, I, I think I mentioned on the podcast already, but just really consider this. The biggest directories, like, in the world don't have unique content on their respective pages, and they have thousands yeah. and thousands of city pages, they, and they don't even offer any value. It, they, it literally contradicts EAT and, like, and more recent uh, content algorithm updates. It just, like, it defies the logic that, that Google's kind of, you know, telling people they have to do. Yeah, they, they try and get you to do a lot of stuff all the time um, because it's in their interest, you know. So uh, just, you know, think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that covered everything. I think we have one little announcement that we were going to talk about. I think we have, I think we have a few. We have a few, a couple things to get people, let's get people amped up, you know, for, for what we have in the next couple of weeks. Um, one thing I do want to say is uh, shout, shout out to you, bud, um, for keeping us both accountable because we really haven't been missing weeks lately. I know we've been on top of this. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We're, we're uh, discussing the idea of doing two a week. And I think, I think if you, I think if we had a, a few people emailing us, just three people email us and say, you should do it. Two week, I'll do it. All you need is just a little bit of validation. Yeah. Someone, we if need you're that out there And you're listening, and you want us to do two a week. Hit us up at seosdeadnotherlies at gmail.com and send us an email and say do it. Also, yep. 
if you want to talk about specific subjects, uh, hit us up there too. Um, we're, we're always open to suggestions and, and different show ideas. If, yeah, if you, if you shoot me an email and you say, you say, Ryan, Paul, I like, love this. I listen to it all the time. Um, and I just need this. I need it. It's insatiable. I can't believe you only post once a week. I want to take that into strong consideration. Yeah. I mean, one time a guy emailed us and said that we, we didn't suck, which was like the best compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Not sucking is yeah, really- he was like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts about SEO and you guys don't suck. And I was like, man, that's some, that's some fucking good social proof right there. I mean, I've also listened to some other podcasts to know like kind of what's out there. And I'm like, this kind of sucks a little bit. And I'm super the, the least biased person. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to listen to a podcast that doesn't suck, uh, you know, hit like <laughs> or subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Tell your friends and family. Tell but your the, other, the other thing I want to say, all right. Yeah, go for it. You know when this is going live? what this podcast not no the article oh sure so um there is a um pretty prominent figure in the world of digital marketing out there that is uh gonna probably be doing a couple shout outs for us in the upcoming oh no no not that i mean the uh you know the forbes that is what i'm talking about oh that's it oh i thought you were talking about our interview that we have coming up oh what is that you know, oh, actually, we have something in the works. We're interviewing someone that's pretty big in the in the digital marketing space um, later in August. Actually, early in August, so it's coming up pretty soon. It's on my calendar. It looks good to me. I'm gonna. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I think I'll be there. Um, uh, we yeah. and our mighty podcast here, uh, as it was analyzed, is going to hey, maybe it'll be a blurb. I don't know. Maybe at least a link. But you know, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in Forbes. So you know, we got that going. We will officially be in Forbes. We'll have a nice link back. Um, to build up the authority of probably our, our pod being and not our actually domain, SEOsDeadcast.com, which we still have to finish. Um, so we have that going. Um, and then, yeah, the, sh- the shout out, um, or, uh, like a, a truly well-known guest um, that I'm excited to see how that goes because um, they've done a lot of podcasting as well, my understanding. Um, and then we actually have a couple of cool ideas for up- some upcoming uh, yeah. podcasts as well. So big things in the horizon. Yeah, we're going to do one where <laughs> we mentioned this stuff, you know, kind of just in uh, just in conversation is kind of a fleeting topic. But, um, you know, I've been responding to about 10 or 15 proposals from people overseas. And we're going to do an interesting podcast about what that looks like. <laughs> oh, man, don't give away. All right. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this theme of our uh, can we do it our next podcast, do you think? Yeah, I'll probably start getting proposals back pretty soon. All right, we'll drop it right now. So if you've worked in digital marketing for any amount of time or registered a domain even, uh, you've probably gotten some emails from some, you know, CD companies out there offering digital marketing services. Well, you know what? We went down the rabbit hole, guys. Uh, We're actually talking to them and we're seeing what they can offer and we're just going to see what happens. Um, You know, how much of a scam... Is it really? Yeah. Um, you know, it's what everyone's probably maybe thought of, or maybe you, you haven't because it went to a spam and you just deleted it and you're like, there's no way I'm doing this. But I'm personally going to respond to, I, I think I already did, but I probably more. I think a minimum of 15 people that want to do SEO and websites. I'm going to get proposals and then I'm going to na- narrow down a few. And then that's one podcast. And I think I'm going to narrow down a few. And I think in a long series, and I'm probably going to document it and maybe do some videos and do some blogs and whatnot. I think I'm going to hire a few of them <laughs> to That's do some projects <laughs> and just see what happens. It's just like, 
can so, someone over, over there, you know, and honestly, there's a language barrier and honestly, I don't know what the, the breadth of their knowledge is, but can they, can they truly build like a pretty cool functional website for like $300? Let's, let's find out. Actually, I already have found that out. I've worked with people that can. Um, so maybe that's not as good as of an example, yeah. but can they truly do some SEO that, that has some movement for like $150, $200 a month? Yeah. Like, is it possible? So if you ever wondered if you could get good digital marketing services while still being asked to send some money to a prince so they can forge you a bunch of money, then you're going to know. <laughs> Because oh, we already, the scams we, we, already did, we already tried that scam and it worked, and that's why we're filthy rich. Yeah. That's why I don't ask for any money on here because we already got $14 million from the Prince of Kenya. This is a working man's podcast, buddy. Not, we're not rich. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, so we, good things coming up on the horizon. Um, we're excited about it. And, you know, we want to thank all our listeners out there. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. You know, we've launched past the. Uh, the 2000 download mark and we're marching forward towards 10,000 and we couldn't do it without you guys. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. But, it takes you know, people and not bots and not random traffic from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> You're aware of the person from Italy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Um, no, we really haven't. No, we haven't done anything to inflate any numbers. So we're pretty, we're pretty happy about where it's going. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but be sure to like uh, share or subscribe anywhere that, uh, that you see that or any episodes. Um, you know, we like just want to grow that base and provide you guys with more useful content. Yeah. We just want to, to make this better and better and become more skilled and uh, confident speakers and podcasters. So you derive more and more value. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening guys. I'm Paul Warren and I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is dead and other lies. <gasps> Bye. Bye.